Also, today we are brought to you by Lifting the Dream. Lifting the Dream is a fitness apparel and lifting gear company who strongly believes that feeling good, and let's not lie here, looking good, can propel you through some of the toughest workouts that your local box has to offer. They are producing some of the most colorful, unique, and supportive knee sleeves, weight belts, and wrist wraps on the market today. They believe in celebration, community, and that the best competition is with yourself. So whether you're caught up dancing to a 50 cent song in between sets, chasing a personal record, or simply carrying a load of groceries in one trip from your car. And trust me, we've all been there. Our gear is for the ones who celebrate life and want to look good while doing it. So go check out Lifting the Dream. You can find them at liftingthedream.com or on Instagram at liftingthedream underscore LTD. And look out for our giveaway on our Instagram at Weekly Warrior Podcast. We're giving out a pair of Lifting the Dream wrist wraps to four lucky random winners. So go enter today. What's going on, Warriors, and welcome to episode 53 of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. Today, Connor and I sit down to talk about mindful eating and how to create a long-lasting and healthy relationship with your food. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. Hey, Connor. Hey, Cor. You ready to crack the can? On a new episode of the Weekly Warrior? Sure am. All right. So today we're going to talk about mindful eating. Yes. And luckily, this is something that both of us have a lot of experience with. So why don't you give us a little bit of a overview of what mindful eating is and uh, why we're talking about it? Yes. I want to preface this by saying I'm not great with mindful eating. I think that's why it interests me so much is because I really struggle with it. Mm. And we've had conversations about this. That's like a daily struggle for us, really. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think that it's that way for most people. Yeah. For me, mindful eating is about distinguishing from emotional and physical hunger And also it's about slowing down and creating more in-the-moment awareness when it comes to our eating practices. So I think a good place to start would be why mindful, why let's, I guess, mindless eating Mm. is such a problem. Um, Because it's like for me, mindless eating is I'll eat, you know, three or four chocolate bars and then you sit back and you think and you're like, wait, what did I just do? Yeah. Uh, And I've kind of, I, it's happened countless times in my life and it's taken a lot of practice to be able to think prior to that. Like yesterday we got a package of almonds at the Red Fox market. The co-op. Yeah. yeah, The health foods co-op. And I wanted to just, I was going to eat the whole bag in the car pretty much. That's I, without even thinking about it, that's probably what was going to happen. And then you stopped me and said, just make sure there's enough to feed the owl when we get home. So (laughs) like here at the house, we have a little owl. It's like a cookie jar. Yeah. And we call, when we put treats inside of it, it's called feeding the owl. We feed the owl. owl. So I was reminded, okay, I can't eat all of these in one sitting, even though that's, I mean, realistically that's where it was going. So 
it happens all the time to everybody. And so we're going to talk about some ways to avoid it and um, how to implement some of those strategies. Yeah, you just brought up a really good point about why mindless eating is so easy to do. So what you described about sitting down and eating three chocolate bars without really acknowledging what's happening, I like to call that fog eating. Yeah. You're kind of in a fog, you're in a daze, you don't know, you don't really know why you're eating, you're just eating. You're just doing it. Yeah, so I think that's why this is so important, is we want to build that connection so that we're nourishing ourselves more intuitively Mm -hmm. and naturally, which is really tough. And I'm just as guilty of eating as I hover over my computer (laughs) while working, eating in the car, we eat in front of the TV. I was going to say, we'll make an admission here. We eat in front of the TV regularly. Yes. And that's something that I would definitely like to change is at least one meal of the day sitting down at the table to eat and then expand on that more. So we'll get into that, like how to take things kind of one step at a time, but definitely starting to make a small change, like eating at the table at least once a day Yeah, because that makes a huge difference. For sure. I think why this is so important is number one, it'll increase your enjoyment of the food that you're having It will aid in digestion. So when you're able to slow down and actually connect to the process of eating, you're going to shift into that parasympathetic mode of that rest and digest. And so your body's digestion is going to work better. Your microbiome or your gut bugs, that's what I like to call them. The gut gut bugs. The gut bugs will work better in digesting your food. And I think by slowing down and becoming more mindful, you'll also increase your awareness of the choices you're making, the patterns you're noticing, and maybe some of your triggers Mm. that you have when it comes to food. Yep. Cool. So those are a lot of reasons why mindless eating is such a problem. You know, you sit down, you smash on something, and then your whole day of calories is gone in one sitting. So let's talk about some pretty simple strategies that we can implement to alleviate some of these things um, in a sustainable way, too. Not in something that we'll do for two weeks and then stop doing or forget about, but something that can be longer lasting. Yes. I would say the first one that I've been trying to implement myself, and we've talked about this, is... Asking yourself a few questions before you have a meal or a snack. And the two questions that I will try to ask myself is, what are you feeding? Because we often feed a million other reasons other than true physical hunger. Mm -hmm. So what are you feeding? And is this serving me? Is this serving me? And I really like those two questions because when you ask yourself, what are you feeding? Sometimes it gives you that moment to pause and really consider, okay, am I stressed? 
Am I tired? Mm-hmm. Am I bored? Yep. Am I just looking for entertainment? And then, is this serving me? This is a question that Shannon, who we talked to about conflict management styles, she really likes this question because then you consider what you're eating. Is this food choice serving me in this moment? Mm -hmm. How is this nourishing me? How is this impacting me on, you know, a cellular level, that type of thing? I found a really interesting... There's another podcast that I listen to called The Jungian Life, and it's a psychology analysis based on Carl Jung, who was a psychologist back – I mean, he was – that was 1800s. And they discussed – I'll just sort of briefly cross over in it. If you want to listen to that episode of The Jungian Life, it's all about food addiction. Um, I think it's like episode 32 or something. But anyway, they talk about a Czechoslovakian uh, folktale – where these two people, a husband and a wife, are trying to conceive a child, and they can't. They try, and they try, and they try, and they just, they can't. So the husband ends up making a wooden baby, and they, the the wife wishes the baby to life, and so the, the wooden baby begins to live, and it's insatiable. The baby always wants to eat. She keeps feeding it. She keeps feeding it. Um, and it never seems to be not hungry. So the long story short of it is the baby is constantly eating and ultimately ends up eating everyone in the village, but it's never full. It's not feeding anything. It's just eating to eat, to eat, to eat. Mm -hmm. And it ends up consuming everyone in the village until one of the, she's an old woman in the village, like a village elder. Um, the baby comes to try to eat her and she's working in her garden and she manages to cut open the wooden baby with, uh, like a hoe, like a garden hoe and everyone falls out. So the baby didn't even digest what it ate. It just ate, it wasn't feeding anything. So the, the point of the folktale is be careful what you feed. Um, what are you feeding when you're eating that way and you're just mindlessly, you know, gorging. So yeah. Real, like taking a, a second to really think about what it is that you're feeding and why is huge. And I think about that all the time. And sometimes I need to be checked on it too, is what are you feeding? And I, I mean, whether it's emotions or like you said, stress, yes. um, it's really easy to drown ourselves in a bucket of ice cream or whatever, because that's what, I mean, food feels good in the moment. So yeah, there's, there's a really good method And I think it comes from Alcoholics Anonymous, but it translate really, it translates really well into food behaviors because food addiction is very similar and it's called the HALT method. And it goes off of what you were just saying. HALT stands for, well, it's H-A-L-T and it stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Mm. So if you can halt, meaning pause, yep. ask yourself those questions. What am I feeding? Am I hungry? Am I angry? Am I lonely? Am I tired? Yeah. Those are those tend to be the four biggest emotional triggers. Right. And so I like it just because it's easy to remember and it's an easy, quick check-in with yourself. Cool. And the toughest part the halt about method. Yeah. The toughest part about implementing this pause 
and trying to cultivate this conscious decision is just remembering to do it mm-hmm. because we, it's so easy for us to react and make that impulsive choice and fall into fog eating yeah. or storm eating where we're not really connecting. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to numb. Yep. So just trying to remind yourself to do this. Maybe it's write a post-it note that says halt mm-hmm. on your refrigerator or post those questions in your yeah. pantry. What am I feeding? Just to remind yourself yep. to keep practicing this. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. So taking a, st- a second before you indulge and uh, think about why you're doing it. What are you feeding? Yeah. Great. So that's number one. Give, yes. Let's get another one. Yeah, number two. We We were talking about this. And again, it goes back to, you want to cultivate mindful choices, right? You want to cultivate making a conscious decision. So there's two things that we try to do. And again, it's a practice. We're constantly trying to do this. I think number one, the number one rule of nutrition is your environment, So you want to become an architect of your environment and you want to make sure you're matching your environment to the choices you want to make and you're matching your environment to your goals. So a good example of this is don't stockpile your refrigerator with ice cream if this is a triggering food for you and you use ice cream for other reasons than enjoying a treat Um, or nourishing yourself. So to make it a more conscious choice, what we like to do is don't put ice cream, don't buy ice cream at the grocery store. If you really want to go have ice cream, that is completely fine, but you're going to go to your favorite ice cream place, get the ice cream you really, really want, and you're going to sit down and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I like this because... It forces you to pause and make that conscious choice because you're setting up just enough of a barrier. Yeah. Right? Because you have to physically get in your car, drive to the place that you want to go, enjoy the ice cream there, and then come back. So it makes you just think a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another one we thought of was baking. So if you want something like cookies... Maybe the little barrier is, okay, if I want cookies, I'm going to make homemade cookies. I'm going to go through the process of mixing all the ingredients together and making them from scratch and enjoying cookies that way versus going out and buying like a package of Oreos that sits around the house that you can unconsciously eat. Right. I don't have much to add to this, but I will say another good suggestion for a barrier would be to so if you want to go get ice cream and it's within walking or riding a bike distance make that be your parameters as well i know there was a time a couple of times where i really wanted like mcdonald's breakfast and my the compromise i made with myself was it's about a two mile walk or a bike ride from our house so i said i'm gonna ride my bike there and back if i want to get it and that was my decision like is it worth riding on a cold morning to go get McDonald's breakfast. (laughs) And if it is great, then I just got four miles of bike riding, but if not, then I don't get McDonald's. So, um, setting up something like that for 
a strategy for me also really works. We've done that with pizza before. Mm -hmm. Where we we biked twelve miles for pizza biked, one time. We biked twelve <laughs> miles for pizza. It yeah. was our favorite pizza place, and we biked there, ate pizza, and then biked back, which was fun. Yep. But yeah, we really wanted pizza. Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's next? Let's see. I have two more. Um, the next one that I thought about with being more mindful when it comes to eating is improving your food quality. Mm. And what I mean by this is increasing your connection to the food and spending a little bit more money on purchasing higher quality foods. And I think this cultivates mindful eating because if you can put yourself in a position where you know the farmer that's growing your food, you've met the cows that you're eating, and the, you know the chickens that you're getting your eggs from, and understanding your food chain and where everything comes from, it adds a lot more value and you develop a greater appreciation for your food. For sure. And I can I, agree with that. And one thing we've started doing this year is improving food quality. And that goes, that means we get our meat from a farm, we're a part of a local CSA, we've toured these farms, we understand... We've met the animals. We've met the animals, <laughs> we understand what goes into growing the lettuce that we get, the microgreens, and for me, that, that helps me develop a greater appreciation for the food that I'm eating. And it just goes, it helps me slow down and enjoy those things. Yeah, for sure. And I think this also goes into what you mentioned at the beginning of the episode of we got these chocolate covered almonds and it would have been so easy to just devour the entire bag. Mm -hmm. And so, guys, we're talking about this bag has 10 servings in it. 1,500 calories yes, in one bag. For the whole bag. And there's, there's a reason that we all struggle with not being able to stop ourselves from overeating junk food. Right? Because these foods are engineered. They're engineered by scientists. To be hyper palatable and addictive. So it's not your fault that you have trouble resisting eating an entire bag of chips or an entire bag of chocolate covered almonds. Mm -hmm. Right? It's it's a lot harder to overeat whole natural <laughs> foods. Like you're never gonna Man, I went on a carrot binge last night. Yeah, you're you're never gonna <laughs> binge on Ate way too much celery last night, man. You're never going to binge on chicken and broccoli and whole ingredients. So I think developing more mindfulness by understand your food chain, shop locally, organically if you can. Yeah, you're going to spend more money, but I think it'll aid in becoming more mindful. And then it'll also decrease the amount of junk food and that triggering food that you're buying. Yeah, for sure. Great. Cool. I have one more. Yeah, let's hit it. This is my favorite one. And I think it's an unusual strategy for cultivating more mindfulness when you sit down and eat. Is 
I like to imagine that I'm a food critic. Mm. So, or I like the strategy, I call it wine taste your food. So pretend like you're a wine connoisseur or a food critic and just imagine what those people do when they are tasting their food or tasting their wine. Right. And this is fun because we just went to a whiskey distillery. Yep. And we learned how to do whiskey tastings. And how do they taste the whiskey? You chew it. Yeah. <laughs> but very mindfully, right? Yeah. Like you're you're smelling it. You're involving all of your senses. You get it all over your palate. Yep. Yes. You're looking at the colors. You're smelling it. You're nosing it. Mm-hmm. You're um, breathing it in. You're... Letting it flow all over your tongue and your palate. Just imagine if every time you sat down to enjoy a meal that you imagined you were a food critic or a whiskey taster or a wine taster, how would you eat your food? I think of the scene from Ratatouille where he's trying to explain the beauty of food to his friend, uh, the, the big chunky rat. I can't remember his name, but... Uh, he gives him a grape, and he eats part of the grape, and he's like, oh, yeah, okay, it's a grape. And then he gives him a little piece of cheese, and he's like, oh, yeah, all right, that's a piece of cheese. And then he gives him both, and he's like, all right, now eat both of them together and chew it real slow, and it's like fireworks in his mouth. And he yeah. like, and he totally doesn't get it because he hasn't learned the ability. But that's the idea is take your time, like feel the textures, enjoy the sensations, whatever, and it makes it a – a slower, more enjoyable experience that isn't just, you know, like we've talked about, like eating in the fog. Exactly. I I love that example. That's that's. If you haven't seen the Ratatouille movie, yeah, go watch. Go that. watch it. It'll it's teach great. You how to eat more mindfully. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my big four. Do you want to review them real quick? Yeah. Yeah. So the first one was ask yourself, what are you feeding? Mm-hmm. The second one was structure your environment so you're not stockpiling triggering foods in your home. Yep. And you're creating that barrier. So we're not saying you can never eat ice cream again. We're just saying be mindful about it and create a little barrier between you and the thing you want. Yep. The third one was increase your food quality. It, get involved in your local food community. Yep. Visit farms, visit animals. Connect with your food. Connect with your food. Yeah. Yes. And then the last one is wine taste your food. Pretend you're a wine connoisseur, a whiskey connoisseur, <laughs> a food critic. Yeah. So every time you're going to really savor and enjoy every bite and it's going to be an experience. I will add two more things before we wrap it up. The first thing I'll say is, um, so we're warriors, right? We're the weekly warriors. We're all striving for excellence. And warriors, one thing that they do is feast. Um, So planning a feast is super important. So we talk about mindful eating and like really enjoying our meals and whatever. But it's also super important sometimes to plan out like, I'm going to go to, again, like my favorite pizza joint or whatever. And you know what? If we eat a whole pizza, so be it. But planning that out and being okay with it, that's part of the fun of this is being able to plan out your feast 
and having fun with it. So a lot of people will call that a cheat meal, but we're going to call it feasting because we're warriors. Um, and the other piece that I want to say before we wrap up is just remember, remember this is long term. Uh, these are long term goals. This isn't something that is going to happen overnight. These aren't things that you're going to be able to do in a week or two weeks or whatever. Whatever changes you want to make need to be sustainable in the long haul because ultimately that's what you know this game is. It's long term. It's sustain. It has to be sustainable. Something that you can do for the next you know forty years instead of the next forty days. Um, so starving yourself and restricting yourself ultimately is not probably the answer. Um, especially for long-term success. So just want to remind everybody about that. Yeah, I think your takeaway from this episode should be to pick one thing and find a way to remind yourself to practice it every day for a few weeks. Yep, and for sure. And see, see how it changes your relationship with your food. Cool. All right, Connor, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. We sincerely appreciate you being here with us. And if you would consider sharing the Weekly Warrior with a friend or family member, that'd be pretty great, too. If you haven't already done so, leave us a rating and a short review. Also, check out our Instagram page at Weekly Warrior Podcast for more warrior content. Thanks again for being here with us, and we hope you'll join us next week when we discover the warrior within. Mm-hmm.